0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: what is good raider nation welcome back to the silver and black hack podcast i am your host raider Hart, and you're listening to the raiders colts post-game rap show the raiders staying alive out here guys upset the colts on the road beating them 23 to 20 and in this celebration episode raspy raider and i are going to go over Again, the Raiders' shocking upset in Indy. Derek Carr survives some shaky early moments. To come through again with a gritty clutch performance late, the Raiders' defense, man. What else can you say about these guys? Another tone-setting, playoff-caliber performance by those guys. And speaking of the Raiders' defense, are the Raiders evolving right before our eyes, guys, into something a little bit more viable, maybe down the road. We'll we'll talk about all that. Of course, we'll give you our captains of the week as well. But before we do any, before we get into any of the fun stuff, guys, join the conversation, man. Has there ever been a better time to be a Raider fan and get on board with this thing? Find us on social media. You can find us on twitter you can find us on facebook you can find us on linkedin we're on a number of different platforms guys twitter still seems to be out in front a little bit in terms of the where most of the engagement is done you uh probably see us online during the games on raider twitter interacting with you guys join in the fun man you can find us at silver underscore hack if you're more of a facebook person that's fine too there's a you know a growing number of engagement and questions coming from that platform as well. You can find us, the Silver and Black Hack Show. You can find us on Facebook as well, and also LinkedIn, guys. If you're more of a LinkedIn, if that's how you get down, if you're more of a you know more of a professional type, you can find us on LinkedIn as well. Uh, you can find a number of like a number of podcasts you can find on LinkedIn, but if you like to just do the podcast thing, and that's mainly where your where your head is at, that's how you get down. We got you covered there as well. You can find us on just about all the major platforms out there, guys. For example, you can find us on Spotify, Apple uh, Apple Pods, iTunes, Google Pods. I mean, you can find us Stitcher. You can find us just about everywhere. All the major platforms were pretty much everywhere, guys. We are not hard to find. And, um, you know, I hope you guys had a great holiday with with friends and family. But keep spreading the word. I know a lot of people are back at the office this week. If if you had to go back, you know, spread the word at the water cooler. Tell anybody that you know, friends, family, coworkers, friends, associates, people at the sports bar, the restaurants, whoever you, it is that you know that you know is a Raider fan and really can't get enough of, of really great Raider content and Raider engagement, a Raider community, a family, if you will. Have them subscribe to the Silver and Black Hack podcast. Guys, like, share, and subscribe. Help us spread the word. We're growing and we're continuing to grow at at an ever faster rate. And uh, we, we just really can't thank you guys enough. So yeah, keep spreading the word, man. We wanna take over the whole, all of Raider Nation. So jump on board. And now's a great time to turn it over to, I'm sure a very happy, raspy Raider, the number one co-host in Raider Nation. And Raspy, what do you say about these gritty Las Vegas Raiders, man? Back against the wall. Not too many people had the Raiders going into Indy and, and beating. And, you know, the Raiders go in and not only do they beat the Colts, guys, let's be real, they beat the CDC as well. So with the, those, how they changed the COVID rules and everything to allow Wentz and everybody back. So Raspy, how does it feel, man? The Raiders, one game to go, still alive. Everything you have to play for, man, you win and you get in. How about that? Well, how about that,
0: brother? And you know what? There may not have been a lot of people betting on us to win, but we were here over at the Silver and Black Hack Show, baby. You better believe that. We knew that we could pull this game off, and that is exactly what we did. What is up, nation? So happy to be here. So happy to be back chopping it up again, man. Just excited, bro. We're in the mix, man. We're in the mix. We said it last week, man, to control your own destiny and to be win and get in mode. We're here. And you know what? We did it. We handled our business. We went into indie and did exactly what we needed to do. And here we are. Yeah, was it that cardiac arrest type game that you might lose a couple of days of your life on. Well, of course, man, but that's Raider Nation, baby. That's what we do. We're going to make it, we're going to bring it down to the wire all the time. At the end of that game, I couldn't even tell how many seconds were on the clock because they had it fourth and two with zero. <laughs> it was like you couldn't, I was talking to Hart, I'm like, and what's he saying on the time? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, look at the time. And he's like saying the same thing you're seeing. And, and I'm literally watching it after the game. It, the clock was so jacked up. I thought they were going to have 30 seconds left. Either way, we win the game, man. It's over. They owed us that.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I totally agree that the, the performance and, you know, with the Raiders having Lloyd Christmas as one of the, as the principal owner of the franchise, man. I mean, it's, I think it's only appropriate to say, so you're saying there's a chance, you know, you're saying there's a chance the Raiders, everything well by the way they did you hear that they flexed that game the charger game has been flexed to sunday night
0: 820 or i guess 620 out around that but yeah that's what i did hear.
1: i don't know if i like that that's something we'll talk about next or in the next episode as we prepare for the chargers but you know that's that's for, just for now we just want to enjoy the win that we had we'll talk about the chargers game you know in the next episode but man right now the raiders you're saying there's a chance the raiders defense is what enabled the Raiders to still have a chance, Raspy. I mean, just quite simply, another playoff-caliber performance for this Raiders defense when they absolutely positively had to have it because we know now with the, the way that the, the day played out that had the Raiders lost to the Colts yesterday, they would have been eliminated from playoff contention. It would be over. But the Raiders defense simply didn't allow that to happen, Raspy. And, and we talked about the number one key by far was what can the Raiders do to stop Jonathan Taylor. We, we talked about how the Colts are unbeaten when Taylor cracks the century mark and gets 100 yards or more, and they had not won a game when he was held under that. Well, the Raiders bucked the trend there. Taylor does go over 100 yards, 20 carries for 108 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, the one uh, one-yard touchdown run on fourth and one where he barely got in, but Raspi, I think the Raiders were were able to buck that that trend, you know, as far as their record when when Taylor has 100 yards. I thought they they were able to do that simply because yes, Taylor did get the 100 yards on him, but he didn't really it wasn't the type of 100 yards where he's controlling the game. It was really a couple bigger runs that that really enabled him to have that type of performance. I don't know, what did you think? I didn't think the Raiders I thought they did good enough holding him in check despite the 100-yard gain.
0: Well, no, and I agree, man. I mean, and it was some of those bigger runs, which is how he gets you, but he usually starts that early. And I think the difference was is we didn't let him get off early. And, folks, I don't know if you realize this, man, but this this man, Mr. Jonathan Taylor, mid-game, broke the Colts' single-season record for rushing yards over Eric Dickerson and passing Edron James as well. So that was one of those moments when things were starting to kind of unravel a little bit, and then he broke that record. I'm like, oh, man, this could – the wheels could fall off. Like, you know what I mean? You just get so much. You see that, boom, 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 across the big board. You know, he just broke Edron James and Eric Dickerson's record all time as a Colt. It could have fell apart. This defense didn't allow it amazing, amazing effort and job from this defense to come through on a day when we just flat out needed them to do it because this is a gritty team and if they can't run and stay balanced, then it's hard for them to be really productive and the defense did exactly what we needed them to do. Yeah, he got his 100 yards, but he had to scratch and claw to get it. 5.4 ain't nothing to sneeze at, but at the same time, the predominant amount of those yards came in a matter of probably three, or four carries. So hell of a job from this defense, which just seems to just get better and better every single week lately.
1: Awesome. <laughs> it, it really is a thing to behold. And you know, when you're looking at the job that they did against Jonathan Taylor to limit him, you know, and like you said, a lot of those did come on two to three bigger runs. But they didn't give up points on a lot of those drives where those those runs took place. They didn't lead to points every time, which is so important. And Raspy, I got to call out a guy here that we both have been very high on, very surprised by this season because he wasn't even in the league the last couple of years. And it wasn't like he was a big time heralded, you know, sought after prospect when he was in the league. but. You've been calling for a replacement this year for Jonathan Hankins, you know, for the majority of the year. Hankins did start to to turn up his play, you know, in recent weeks before he before he went down. But I think the Raiders may have, they may have found the replacement for Hankins. the guy that you've been looking for, Raspy, because Darius Philon, the last two weeks replacing Hankins, they had to move him over. He had been playing most of the snaps at three Tech. You know, kind of rotating in with with uh, Jefferson, but with Hankins down, they've moved him over to the one technique. I really wondered how he could hold up. He's not exactly built like a like a traditional nose tackle, so I wondered how he would hold up at the one technique at the point of attack. Well, the two weeks that he's had to do that, Raspy, he's only gotten you seven run stops in those in those two games. That's the second most of any defensive tackle during that span. That's more than guys. Like, Aaron Donald and Leonard Williams, guys. And in addition to that, you know, that's impressive enough. But he also had eight tackles in this game, Nation. Raspy, just say a few words about Darius Phylon, man. Is this the replacement for Big Hank, potentially, that you've been looking for?
0: Well, man, what a difference. Just the shift on the defensive line will do you, right? It's amazing, man. And it just stresses how important that, that one tech is man, and what that guy can do, you got to give all kinds of love, man. When you, I'm sorry, when you're surpassing Leonard Williams and Aaron Donald in stats at the technique they play each and every Sunday, that's saying something, man. We've been screaming for Darius, man. We, yeah. Darius, I hope you listen to the show. I'm sure you do. Hit me up, man. But we've been screaming for you all year, brother. You and and, and Quentin as well. Um, love. Love the, the – it's a simple shift, man. What's crazy is a simple shift in position to put a guy out there to be able to handle it like this. Amazing, man. Very
1: impressed. I mean, he's just been phenomenal. and And then he gives you the pass rush upside as well. That's normally what we were screaming about is that his pass rush ability – and how much we think of that and how much we think that that impacts the team. Well, if you're going to give us that from the nose tackle spot and give give us the type of run defense that we've been seeing the last couple of weeks, I mean, get out of town. You know, I mean, get this guy in there already. And, you know, that starter type of performance there. And, you know, the, the Raiders defensive line, just in general, Raspi, I just thought was very, very sound in this game. We talked about the run defense. The defensive ends were were good enough, sometimes giving up the edge, but overall we're, we're good enough against the run. And then you add in the Raiders were able to, you know, generate 25 pressures, which is in line with what we've been asking for. That's, that's more in line with the first half of the year Raider pass rush versus the back half of the year. And that was led by a guy that that we've asked a little bit more from recently, Raspi. I think you in particular asked Ngakwe, to come back and and reemerge to be the player that he was earlier for most of the season, not just early on, but for most of the year. He's kind of fallen off the last two to three games. There's a little bit more quiet than we've been accustomed to. Well, he was loud against the Colts yesterday, guys. Five pressures, three quarterback hits, hits, a sack, and a hurry. Max was also solid as well. I I really felt like the defensive ends, the pressure – kind of returned back to form a little bit, Raspy.
0: I ain't gonna lie, it took a little while for it to start happening. I mean it was more of a second half thing than these guys cause I was screaming at the TV, fired up with a lot of time for Wentz early and but coverage was legit, man. I saw a lot of overthrows from Wentz. Yeah right. coverage was super Super tight yesterday, man. these guys, I just can't say enough about our secondary and the way they played. I think that allowed a lot of that pressure in the second half to come and start getting home because these guys were flat-out balling, man. uh, I'm very impressed with the secondary, and uh, it's unfortunate with some other things that transpired that's going to probably affect that secondary. We'll see. I'll let Hart get into that. But, but yeah, really impressed with the secondary. He'd love to see the pressure come from up front, but it did seem to take a while because that first half was a struggle. Carson Wentz was out there just chilling and it was starting to fire me up. But, uh, but he also John, had to run Yon, around got, a lot too. Jan got busy though. Yeah, Jan got busy in the second half for sure.
1: Well, the impactful pressures. Were, we'll get to the secondary in, in, in a minute. I hear what you're saying there, but the impactful pressures were there, man. Ty Hilton was wide open, and Wentz missed him because he didn't feel comfortable in the pocket. That would have been a touchdown, most likely. Oh yeah, man, that could have changed the season.
0: That was a oh yeah, absolutely. That was that was a house call.
1: So, given the pressure and the job that they did against the run, what grade would you give the defensive line in this game?
0: Oh with the way they turned out and turned up man I'm going to give the I'm going to give him an A for sure a strong one too
1: I agree I I give him a solid A Phylon inside doing what he did and then the the defensive ends on the outside and man I just have to say guys not a not a lot of reps out there but does Malcolm Koontz not look like a future star? Am I, am I drinking the Kool-Aid over here? I mean, he only no, had one or not. two reps no, and almost got not. another sack again. This guy looks like he almost gets a sack, Raspy, on every single pass rush snap that I see him on the field.
0: Man, if you're sipping Kool-Aid on Malcolm Koontz, I'm going to sip it right there with you.
1: I'm we'll, the Kool-Aid we'll, man. We'll go, ahead,
0: we'll go ahead and get on that and be on some oh yeah together because I tell you right now, when that guy's in there, man, he, he can do it all he can bull rush, he can run around you, he can run through you. He's an impressive, impressive young man. And and the minimal snaps that he gets, it seems that they're always impactful. So I'd love to love to see a lot more of Mr. Coontz.
1: Yeah. And I'm with you, man. Given all that, I got to give the defensive line a solid, solid A. Given the stakes, and the pressure and what, what, what would happen if they would have given up a big game to Jonathan Taylor or too much time in some critical spots to Carson Wentz it meant the season was over. So for them to, to do it in all phases of the game, I agree. I give them a solid A for the defensive line. And uh, the linebackers were, were not to be denied either here, Raspy. You know, not quite the same impact that the defensive line has, but that's how you would draw it up, right? In a, in a perfect defense, the defensive line does most of the work up front and makes everybody's job behind them, secondary and linebackers, a lot easier. But in this game, it was tough because of the, the, the ever-looming threat of Jonathan Taylor in the, in the run and what that meant. But I got to say, man, a guy that you were very high on, we're, we'll get to Denzel Perryman, and he was very physical, very solid in a game where, you know, that, that was his type of game being the number one threat, being the run game from the other side. Perriman was solid, but a guy, the first guy I need to shout out here just real quick is a guy that you were really high on a young man. Who's been, who's basically taken Corey Littleton's uh, spot away from him. divine Diablo, man, nine solo tackles was very solid against Jonathan Taylor in the run was good in some blitz situations and limited blitzes, but as good as he was against the run, Raspy, he was also very, it's starting to be very encouraging in the passing game. He was targeted three times, just gave up one reception and also had one pass defensed. Where are you at with these linebackers, man? Because I, I'm, I'm starting to see something really shape up here that we can build on.
0: Well, and man, you know, yeah, the thumper, Mr. Perryman, is just a monster and was so happy to see that he could be able to play and you see what that does for you. I mean, he's just that guy. He's that man. He's a pro bowler for a reason. But uh under the my homie, Mr. Thundercat, Divine Diablo out there, man. That one pass defense was a touchdown catch, too. Yeah. That was a a play. It would have been. Yeah. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. And he man, he got it. And man, the guy is just he's strong. He's fast. He's Physical, he can do it all, man. I mean, the guy's fluid. It's he looks ridiculous out there, man. The guy is just straight up shredded like a Julian salad, and can hit you as hard as a tank. I mean, I don't know what else you want from a guy out there that can cover and get his nose on the ball.
1: He you can pressure too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta love it. He just uh, he's just that stand in there, stand tall, or run with you all day long type of guy. And man. to get him out there and get run this early like you said he's not taking some slouches job this Corey Littleton man two years ago this was the highest sought after coverage linebacker or just linebacker period in the league coming from the Rams and he pretty much just told him hey man you go ahead and grab some pie and I'm gonna go ahead and knock this out he looks ridiculous man This guy could be something real special for a long time to come. And we ain't even talked about Nicholas Morrow not even being out there. You imagine what this linebacker squad could look like with Morrow healthy with the coverage we could have, with the nose for the ball we could have, you know, letting Perryman pass rush. Letting Perryman just thump, let these other guys rush and cover all day long. I mean, it could be really, really atrocious. So Love to see what Divine Diablo's out there doing, man. It wasn't a stretch for me to say take him in the second round, but we took him exactly where I wanted, and I was screaming for it because I just just saw just the instinct, the speed, the strength, the power, the ability to play multiple positions. The guy flat out is out there balling, man. So absolutely love giving Divine Run. He's uh, deserving.
1: What's your grade on the linebacker unit for this one?
0: I think I gotta go another solid A. How could you? St- how could you not? I'm gonna stay strong at the A, man.
1: I mean, I don't know how you could go any less than a B plus, a solid B plus, if you were to find anything to knock them for, because they really weren't exposed in any facet of the game. They were. They did the job against Taylor and. They didn't give up anything in coverage. And by the way, is not getting exposed to nearly to the degree in coverage that he was in the first half of the year either where he was a walking first down conversion. No, he's
0: played tremendously better in coverage. And you know what? That might have just been something. That's not what he was really asked to do with the Chargers. He no. Or, or,
1: or just, the, the Panthers. Yeah. yeah he and, was
0: asked to just stuff to run. You handle that. You be our thumper. We're kind of asking him to kind of go outside of himself. And you know what? He's just gotten better and better and better. So. Perryman, like I said,
1: that is a beast, man. He is, and, and it also could be that we're hiding him, doing a little bit better job of hiding him in coverage because Bradley was not doing a good enough job of that in the first month or two of the season. It was just basically just, you know, just get your job done or whatever, and he was being exposed in coverage. But whether it's Perryman stepping up, whether it's Bradley hiding him more, or whether it's a combination of the two, I don't really care the results much better and I'm with you you can't go any I'm going to go an A minus B plus because they just did every facet of the game well enough there's really no area that that they left something you know lacking there so and it was a game where a little bit more was going to be asked of them because of the running the unique running threat that Jonathan Taylor provides in today's NFL so it was more of an old school game from the linebackers and they gave you an old school performance so we both agree there and you touched on it a, a little bit man but let's just go ahead and, and finish the discussion on the secondary um I, I totally agree with you Hayward was Hayward again was rock solid just like he's been um almost had an interception that would have kept a critical touchdown off the board if um Morig didn't get a little bit overzealous <laughs> over there and and uh ran into him and sort of volleyball tipped the ball. I mean, Hayward would have had the pick and he sort of volleyball tipped the ball over and both right back to T.Y. Hilton in the end zone. It was a lucky play that could have been a disastrous play, but they survived that. And I just wanted to, to Raspi, get your opinion on, we, we've talked about Brandon Faison a lot. I, I've been very impressed with him. I've seen a number of you guys on Raider Twitter impressed with him as well. But I looked into it. I, I looked up a model, you know, called. There really wasn't a name to the model. It was, a, it, was a, it was kind of a generic name. But the basis of it was cornerbacks. I'll call it picked on over expected. It's basically a a, a model where it shows corner the cornerbacks that get targeted the most, and versus making the most plays in the ball. So basically. You know, there's some corners that just get a reputation and nobody picks on them, and so they're not tested. They go in one category. Then you have other corners that are supposed to be good, but they get tested and get beat a lot. They go in a, they're obviously in a worse category. Then you have the guys that, you know, get targeted a bunch and make a bunch of plays on the ball. Brandon Faceon and and uh, Breland lead the league in that. Nobody gets targeted more and makes more plays on the ball than Brandon Faceon in the league which is exactly what you need opposite of a shutdown guy like Hayward that people are afraid to go after. They have to throw at somebody. So if they're not going to target Casey Hayward, which is smart, they're going to go at the other side. And Raspi, how important has it been to have a guy with the competitiveness, the toughness, and the ball skills that we've seen from Brandon Faison? He literally can't hold up under any heavier fire than he has this year.
0: Well, you and you, you ain't you, you ain't wrong, brother. Like I said, man, there's a the first thing I'm thinking to myself as you're saying this, and this is a stat that I haven't heard. You know, like I said, it's like kind of a off the wall model, but I like it because when you have a guy like Hayward that's shutting things down on the other end, well, of course they're going to go and they're going to try to beat up on your second corner, and the way he gets stepped in, man. This guy was a practice squad player for the LA Chargers earlier this season, as of like week three or four. Gus went and snatched him off their practice squad. And he has been flat out dominant. Hart, I'm not even gonna take this because Hart actually put this out there. I feel like Hart is totally correct on this. This is like uh I don't even wanna I don't disrespect him by saying a poor man's Richard Sherman. But he's kind of like a Richard Sherman-like, you know, or tight, man. The guy's long. He's lanky. He's he's aggressive. He's got speed. He can go over top. He's got serious instincts. What Brandon Faison has done has been nothing short of miraculous. Nation, we got to realize Trayvon Mullen's been out, and he's been out for a while.
1: I haven't this missed him.
0: This guy's filled in just as smooth as silk, man. And he's just been buttery out there with the way he does it. And I just love how aggressive he is. He he will go at your best receiver. He doesn't care. Whoever you put on him, he's gonna be aggressive. He's gonna handle his business and he doesn't get beat. You know, he's had a he had a couple games. The Chiefs games weren't great for him. I mean, but let's let's be honest, man, that, those weren't the best coach games in the world either. But face on his been nothing short of spectacular for us man for the the way he has shown up and the way he uh like he's like hart has said you know stepped up when he's trying to when teams are trying to pick on him he doesn't let it happen man Mm -hmm. he he handles his out there you (laughs) for (laughs) for what we've invested in him and what he has done and he has paid us back tenfold already we owe that man some money
1: I think he's a starter in this system. And, I mean, I the guy he challenges every single throw out there, Raspy, whether he makes the play every time or not. He makes a play on the ball just about every time. You, you got to love that. And what was your take on the safety play in this game?
0: I was, man, I was, early I was super frustrated. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I saw a teamer out there, which I haven't seen out there. So a whole lot of levitt. I get it with Abram being out. There's, you know, somebody's got to step up. Traylon Merrick has just continued to ball out. I'm going to give that man love regardless. The guy is just about a steadfast, other than taking Hayward out on the interception. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a pass on that one because of what else, you know, all the other stuff he's done. But safety play, I can't be too hard on either, man, because the next man up mentality seemed to work. Right. You know, you still held these Colts to 20 points. So I can't sit here and be too hard on any of these guys. I was impressed.
1: I agree. You know, the rotating door at at strong safety without Abram. I would like to see some more Gillespie there, but maybe they don't think he's ready. That's, I, I trust those guys with what they're doing. But I thought that the, you know, sort of, by committee approach at strong safety ended up working at the end of the day and Merrick, I mean, the coverage is just so sound back there. He's almost like he he gives you the comfort level of a, of a seasoned veteran back there. I never even think about Trayvon Merrick. I, I, and it's not because he's not a good player. It's because the comfort level is so great there. I don't worry about his job, and I would. How crazy he is knows? That? I,
0: how crazy is that to think that you don't worry about a rookie out there in one of the most important positions on this crazy defense we run?
1: It's and, the and most it's important. A, it's
0: amazing, man. It is amazing. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's just crazy how we don't say enough about this young man. We've tried to give him his run. Don't get us wrong. And I know heart's leading to that, but it's just it's just so crazy. It blows my mind how solid this kid has been.
1: I mean, it's the most difficult. You know, Raspy, I before Bradley came here, I was not a big fan of the single deep safety defense because I didn't trust 90% of safeties that try to play the single deep safety don't have the ability. It's a very difficult position to play in this role that, that it's been asked to in this style of defense. Well, he's so good at it. I don't even worry about it anymore. It's it's it, it, He gives me the comfort level back there. That's all you can ask for. So I give this the, the overall secondary, I give him a B plus, man. I, I, I just, a solid, I'll, I'll, a solid B. I give him a solid B. How about you?
0: I'm right there with you. I think you got to give him a B, B plus. man. We held the Colts to 20 points, period, in their house, in a must-win. I don't think if there was some glaring hole across the defense, I can't really say where it was. So I damn sure ain't going to beat up these guys that are filling in on the fly, handling their business. I was pissed. I was, during the game, I'm like, why is Teamer out there? And Hart, Hart calmed me down and walked me off the ledge. He said, man. I'm just going to trust that Gus and Ron Miles and these guys, from what they've done this year, they know what they're doing. He's, he's supposed to be out there right now due to what's going on with Abram. And I'm like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he was right. He was right. And Teamer actually made some some hard-nosed plays. He, he made some good plays in the run game.
1: And he did all right. So, hey, man, you got to. You got to give it credit where credit's due. These guys are handling their business, so. They really are. And, you know, the only reason why I don't give him an A is because Carson Wentz did just flat out miss a couple open guys that if he'd made those throws like he should have made, they could have changed the game, and there were some blown coverages. But he didn't make the plays because the pass rush impacted his accuracy and his timing and stuff. So it all works out. So in the end, they get a solid beef. B plus from both of us and before I move on you know to the offense which had a gritty performance in their own right just a couple last points guys on this Raider defense because it's been so long since we've even had decent defense before we have you know, even had respectable defense or even I mean it's really been historically bad the last few years nothing really above historically bad and it's so much better right now. And I just have to shout these guys out, man. With the money on the line, couldn't lose a game over the last month, it turns out. The last three weeks, we had to win every one of these games. Had we lost to the Browns, let's say, or the Broncos, it still would have been over. It wouldn't, this, yesterday, it wouldn't even have mattered in that case. Well, with with everything on the line, how does this defense respond to that challenge? Well, they do so by allowing 15.8 points per game the last three weeks. And that's impressive enough. But guys... One of the things that I came across that's so impressive over the, over this stretch, the defense, the offense has turned the ball over six times in this stretch. Not good. Right. Could have ended the season again. How does this defense respond? Well, six turnovers, they only allowed 10 points combined over those six turnovers. And those, those two, those, those 10 points, those came from a one yard touchdown run by the Broncos, by Williams and the Broncos, which was gifted to him on the one-yard line by a turnover. And the second one was also against the Broncos, where we allowed four yards uh, after a turnover and held him to a really long Brandon McManus field goal before the half. The other four turnovers didn't give up a single point, including two turnovers in that critical game against the Colts, one of them, Looked like it could have been a season ender where Carr had a very ill-advised throw across the middle, late across the middle, gets picked off by Darius Leonard. Add around midfield, the momentum is already going that way. It looked like it could have been the, the beginning. I even texted Raspy, looks like the season's unraveling right here. They didn't give up a single point, Raspy. And there's the Raiders have won four games, Four No, sorry. The Raiders have won three straight games, these critical games, by four points or less, Raspy. That's defense. When's the last time the Raiders have done that? Well, they've only done that three other times in the history of this great franchise. They did it in 76, great championship. John Madden led. uh, John Madden, rest in peace. That that John Madden, great defense, that great – one of the great teams in the history of the league, the 76 Raiders. That was one of them. 89 was another year and 98 was the only other time, you know, back in the era where the Raiders actually played a little bit of defense raspy and they were, they could have given up the the money on that last drive where the Colts had the ball. They held them to three points on that gritty performance. Really shouldn't have given up any points because we all know that Hobbs did not PI on that third and long that gave him extended the drive Raspy, isn't this the defense given these numbers? And I could go on. I could go on. There's more numbers that I, that I could, but just the, the sake of keeping it, you know, tight here, is this the – I've been to calling for the Raiders to change, right, to change how they win games. I've been saying this for another – a number of years with you, Raspy, even before we started the show, that the Derek Carr bust model, as much as I believe in Derek Carr, wasn't working. Isn't this the defense and isn't this a model that the Raiders can build on? Lead with a great defense. Let Derek Carr make the critical, gritty plays that he's known to make.
0: Well, man, you know me and how hard I've been on Carr, too. Um, Yes, it is. You play defense like this and allow Carr to manage the game and not put so much on him. We talked about the expectations of Carr. I'm sorry, man, this can't be a team that Carr has to lead completely. But if you can lead with the defense like this, then you can handle your business and you can be good to go. And, you know, you you will win games. So if this is how you can do it with Carr and play this kind of defense, then absolutely, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I did I expect this? Absolutely not. But the way this defense is played, man, and what they can do for Carr right now to just – all we're asking you to do is just manage the game, man. Score is 21, like Harden alluded to, and we'll go win the game. Man, when could you have said that?
1: Never. I mean, not in our time, right? You'd have to go back to the Madden Flores days to – to really, to really have a defense, like, well, what would you just real quick before we move on to the offense, uh, we we'll take a quick break and, and move on to the offense quickly, what's your grade on the defense overall, man, if you just had to slap a, a letter grade on the whole thing as a package?
0: Man, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's a strong A all the way across the board, man. You hold mm-hmm. the Colts at their house to 20 points. You find a way to win. Your defense holds strong, like you said, after an ill-advised throw that turned, you know, turned the ball over and basically looked like we were, like Hart texted me during the game, unraveling. And this is what you get? Man, I might as well call it an A-plus, but it's a strong A, 96, 97. The way they played and the team that they put on their heels, who all the Colts had to do was just win, and they were in. Yep. And you handle a business like that, that's a strong, strong A, man. Maybe an A+, plus, just for the simple fact that you were on the road, A+. Plus. Let's be real.
1: Given the stakes, given the, the location, given the pressure, given the struggles of the offense, no room for error, given the turnovers, given the, 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 the assignment with Jonathan Taylor, wrecking teams, I mean, the Colts had beaten Arizona. They had beaten the, the the Patriots. They've beaten some very good football teams in their stretch here. Given all that, man, and the fact that it was defensively led, I got to give it a solid A. I agree 100%. This is old-time Raider defense that we're playing. Finally, we're seeing a little bit of what that, what that could look like. So hopefully this is the beginning of a new Raider era of defense going man forward. I mean, yeah.
0: and, I, and I don't mean to, like, jump in and be negative, but – we haven't spoke on it, folks. Nate Hobbs, what the hell are you doing, man? Come on, man, what the hell are you doing? It seems like every time we start to ascend and things start going in the right direction, somebody finds a way to just throw a grenade, and it just pisses me off. I don't understand what what do you have to see from what is transpired from the guys before you, whether it be Jacob's making a piss poor mistake. And, and then Ruggs making a life-altering mistake. Who has just left so much in his wake? Hobbs, come on, man! I don't mean to end this on a on a bad note, but guys, we just got to we got to be better, man.
1: I don't know where the leadership is on this team, but there seems to be an issue with the younger guys on this roster. Raspy just laid it out. Jacobs, Ruggs and Hobbs, the same thing. The fact that Hobbs would even have the nerve to drink and drive after what he just saw, Ruggs just threw his whole entire life away and took a young woman's life with her innocent life of her dog along with, and all that that did to their family and friends and and altering lives out here, ruining his own career ruining his own life throwing it all away and the, the, to to even have the nerve to even have the thought to do the same thing some people want him released i've seen some fans out there that are calling for his release i'm not going to go that far but i understand those the, the people that feel that way because the message is not getting home and somebody needs to do some something to send a message the upper management the leadership the authority positions on this in this organization are clearly not being respected Mark Davis, Mike Mayock, John Gruden, when he was here, Rich Bisaccia now, Greg Olson, uh, Gus Bradley. I have to say, you know, is is in there too. Derek Carr, my guy. The leadership is not; it's not reverberating around that locker room, and the message is not getting home. Very disappointed in Nate Hobbs, not calling for his release. But I'll just say this, guys, and this goes for Hobbs and the rest of the Raiders. And and you know, this is a family show, so I'll keep it clean. Get a damn Uber and quit messing around out here, guys. Get a damn Uber. Get a driver. Whatever you have to do, you guys are millionaire grown men. Get it together. I'll just I'll just keep it there. No, I'm with you, man. And there's just
0: there's too much help there internally through the franchise, man. That will easily get you out of these type type of situations, man. So, man, as, as much good as going on, don't don't dump on that right now man we have so much good going on we have a chance to to stamp our playoff spot man just get it together man whatever that looks like i'm not i'm not ready to you know get rid of this guy either i'm not there either i
1: one more just, and i the, am
0: the difference the difference of you're hurting somebody, and not, and that's the difference. But either way, it's still not okay, guys. If you got some stuff you're dealing with, or you just want to go blow off some steam, have a damn plan. Come on, guys, let's go, man. Me and my wife, if we want to go out and shake it up, we got a plan. Make a plan, bro. Just make a plan of how you're gonna get how you're gonna get home. It's not that hard. So. You have too much on the line and too much at stake. And Mister Hobbs is such an incredible young dude that has so much talent and has just the world, like at the in the palm of his hand. Man, don't ruin it with this, man. Let this reverberate through the rest of the team. Like, what is it going to take, man? I mean, I, I think you saw the worst of the worst. Does it get any worse than that? Let's go.
1: I don't think there's much hope. If the rugs thing doesn't get it home, then I don't know what what anybody else can say or do that. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. But did you have anything else on the defense overall?
0: No, man, just like loving the defense, loving the prowess of how they're getting things done, man. Like I said, don't mean to end on a bad note at all because what the Raiders defense has done has just been, Fantastic. Keep it up, man. This is how we win now. I mean, this is how we're going to win now. It's it's clear and point blank. <laughs> if you're going to win, this is how you win. So you need yeah. that D to step up, man. You got one more game to do it. Come on, D. Let's make it happen.
1: Let's make it happen. And let's talk about how the Raiders offense made it happen. Right after this quick break brought to you by Naked CBD Coffee. What's up, nation? Hey, listen, guys, we all know what's going on out there these days. You know, you have the pandemic, you've got the unstable economy, political unrest. It's easy to make an argument that living in today's society is much more stressful than it's been in a long, long time. And I think we're all looking for ways that we can kind of take the edge off. And one of the best ways is is to kick back and relax with naked CBDs, Nano K-Cup CBD-infused coffee. That's right, guys. Each pod gives you a single serving of 100% Honduran Arabica bean coffee infused with CBD, creating that perfect synergy between caffeine and cannabinoid, guys, with 10 times, it's worth repeating, 10 times the bioavailability of those other oil-based CBD coffee products out there those lesser brands that we've all seen. And Naked CBD, they do it all responsibly sourced, so they're doing it the right way as well. I'm so impressed, guys. I actually had a cup this morning, and I got to tell you, it strikes that perfect balance between having me alert, awake, and also relaxed. its It's got me sharp, but it's taken that edge off, and it's a very difficult balance, as many of you know, to strike. And you know, don't take my word for it, guys. Go see what all the hype's about. Head on over to NakedCBD.com right now. They're having a forty percent off sale, so make sure to head on over to again NakedCBD.com and tell them Raspy Raider sent you. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I'm your host, back with you, Raider Heart. And you've tuned into the Raiders Colts post-game rap show. The Raiders keep hopes alive and set themselves up for a one-game win-in-your-in scenario at home Sunday night against the Los Angeles Chargers. And we're talking about this, this really tough, gritty Raider win. I'm back with Raspi Raider once again. We talked about the resurgent Raider defense in segment one. Now we get to talk about a gritty winning performance from the Raiders offense here in this last segment here that we're going to do. And Raspy, the Raiders offense, you know, it was an up and down performance. It certainly wasn't an even performance at all. But they, they did one thing that we've been asking them to do. They started fast. That seems to be a real benchmark for their success. They they started fast. Then they had a little bit of a lull there. But you know, before getting things figured out late. But, you know, I guess we usually start with the quarterback here on offense for obvious reasons. You Really, the offense can normally only go as far as the the quarterback is going to allow it to go. And Derek Carr was up and down in this game. This is not a vintage, virtuoso Derek Carr performance, I didn't think by any stretch of the imagination at all, Raspy. But it was tough and gritty. Carr goes 24 of 31 for 255 yards, 8.2 yards per attempt. He had the touchdown. He almost had two touchdowns, but one got called back to Renfro. But uh, Renfro had the the one touchdown that he did get. The two INTs were really, really bad and put the season in jeopardy. But Carr comes back with a 54.4 QBR and 84.8 quarterback rating. And Raspy, his performance was definitely up and down. There's... Stretches of the game where I didn't think Carr was going to be able to get it done. He didn't seem to have his A game. But I, boy, I got to say, man, as a guy who has been a Carr guy, the two throws that he made to Renfro, the touchdown on the fourth down and then the the fourth down scramble, or the third down in Long's rather scramble, where he avoided a free rushing Darius Leonard and th- throws that absolute dime to Renfro to set up the final score. I thought this was a good enough performance from Derek Carr. I thought it was one of the grittiest performances that we've ever seen from Derek Carr, complete with two of the biggest plays from Derek Carr's career thus far.
0: Well, man, I couldn't agree more. And this is from a guy who is as hard on this, you know, on this quarterback as anybody is, man. I, I'm going to sit here and say that those two throws were two of the best throws that I've ever seen him make as a Raider in clutch time. Man, and that's saying something. <laughs> For him, he could have easily had three interceptions. That one to, uh, to uh, Darius Leonard, I thought, sealed the deal and was like, okay, here we go. But again, the defense gives him a chance. You see what happens when the defense can't give him a chance, what he can do, and it's from a guy who is – like I said, as hard as I can be on him. You give this guy a chance at the end of the game, man, and keep it close. He tends to come through for you more than he doesn't. So, and again, scoring over 21 points, you see what happens. So, man, <laughs> it's hard to be too tough on this. As it is, it is tough as those turnovers were, the way he responded was,
1: Clutch, clutch very, man. very gritty and very clutch, raspy 100%. Now, it was far, like you said, it was far from a, a perfect performance from Derek Carr. It wasn't even the best performance he's had this season, but Those I just like picks- it
0: because, like you said, the grittiness. I just like I want to see him win more games with just straight gusto and attitude, and I feel like this was one of those that he did just that, and that's the kind of stuff that wins me over.
1: Well, yeah, because it's usually he plays, you know, it's the whole, he's Kurt Warner at his best, or he's, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's been one of the two, and but this this is a game where he's win. well, it's been the last three or four weeks now. He's winning games when he's not Kurt Warner, which is a very good sign because we know he's always got that in his bag. He, he can always come back and give you that type of performance, but we usually don't win games when he's not on that level. And you know, the picks were bad, and so was that miss to, to Deshaun Jackson early in the game that looked like – I mean, Deshaun had at least a, a step or really more, than, more like two steps on his guy. And if Deshaun Jackson has two steps on you, he's gone. You're not catching him from behind. Right. And Carter didn't get enough air under it, and the defender was able to slow up and and, and pick that ball off. I mean, it was, it was woefully underthrown. But those are the type of, of plays, those are the type of games that Carr in the past w- would have kind of gone into the tank and not really recovered from. But he did in this game. And then he survived to, to, you know, to really keep this team afloat. And it wasn't just the last second drive. It was the drive earlier in the fourth quarter that put that put us up over the Colts again. So is this a shift in Derek Carr? I think
0: in a way it is, man. And I think I think what you need and what he needs, and he's almost said it if you read between the lines. He needs a defense. He needs help. You can't put this all on him. And you know what? The more and more I think about it, as hard as I've been, it's not that fair to put it on him. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But he can be a damn serviceable quarterback if you can give him opportunity. And, you know, maybe it's just because our defense has been so historically bad over the years to where we're just like, well, car blew it again because we just don't expect anything from the defense. Well, that's why I've, again, been kind of hard on this year because I feel like, hey, man, your defense has been pretty damn tough. We need you to just manage. But let's be honest, folks, too. He fumbles the ball more than any quarterback in the league. He is right behind Matthew Stafford for what? I think he's thrown three or four pick sixes. Matthew Stafford's thrown four or five. Those are bad stats. But what he did yesterday was impressive. And I'm going to call it like a seal. And I'm going to be hard on him when it's time to be. And I'm going to call it out when it's not. The guy snapped back. Any other time you tell me Cars throws two picks on the road, I'd say, yep, we get stoned, you know, by 10-plus. He won the damn game, dude. And he did it by throwing some super clutch balls. And, like, you just named two of them. And those were the two. The fourth and two dagger in the end zone to shake that red zone nonsense. And then just the floater over the top to finish it on third and ten. I thought we were giving the ball back to the Colts with giving with with them having a chance to end it in regulation. And he dropped a straight-up dime right over the shoulder, right into Hunter's holster. It was beautiful, man. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. So, hey, man, I'll shut up when it's time to shut up. And you know what? car shut me up a little bit here. So I'm going to give him respect, man. The guy balled out. Second, you know, second half, more or less the fourth quarter, and he balled out. I'm not going to sit here and hate on him. There's no doubt.
1: And even beyond that, Raspi, the, the passing game, the the Colts, you know, I was prepared for the Colts to play a lot of single high like they normally do. But, you know, of course, they're a well-coached defensive team. Um, led by a very smart defensive coordinator. And he's seen what we've struggled with all year. And he sees that when we face single high safeties, we typically score 28 points or more. And when we don't, we have a hard time. When we see two deep safeties, we have a hard time cracking 20 points. And he saw that and he modeled their looks after that. And, you know, just about every obvious passing down, we face two deep safeties. And Raspy, what I'm starting to see is when you factor in the miss to Jackson, which probably would have been six, and that we threatened again in the second half, where we had a third and one, and Leatherwood has a false start that takes us out of out oh, of contention that was there
0: a one. That was it was a very one.
1: very tough penalty there, and we probably. Even if we get stuffed on third and one, Basachi had already gone for it on, on fourth and short that drive. So there's no reason to think that he wasn't going to do it again and we probably convert. And there's a all the reason to think that we could have scored a touchdown at the, at the end of that drive. So we, we put up 23 and we had two different opportunities, real opportunities for um, other touchdowns that were either one of those puts us at 30. Raspi, I'm starting to see an offense that's starting to figure out how to attack and how to be productive even when they're seeing two deep safeties and with Brandon Staley and the Chargers coming up for a ticket to the dance couldn't come at a better time
0: well I think a lot of that is being able to get this run game going a little bit it's not dynamic it's not super spectacular but it's it's an assemblance of a run game and I think if you can do that that's what can set you up I mean Jacobs looked like, he was, like, his cleats were on fire on that first drive. And then he got hurt, you know, and it's like, here we go, like, kind of stumbling a little bit. But at least you were enough – you kept enough of that run game going. And that's the kind of stuff that allows defenses to to not just sit on you. If you cannot run, well, they're going to test you and they're going to push, you know, a bunch of guys outside and say, hey, throw it against us Well, if you can run these guys out of this i just like to see what our run game is starting to establish it's a little bit you know it's not a lot it's not great but it's enough and if you can keep that going then you can start opening and what i don't understand and hart and i talked about at length during the game was where's the play action man And as soon as we started talking about it, like late in the third, man, we actually did a little like, you know, shotgun half step to the play action and he hits Zay Jones for 26 yards or whatever it is. You have to be able to run the ball. So just the ability to show teams lately that we can run a little bit. It's amazing what that changes and what that offense can look like if it has a little bit of a run game
1: it's huge it, and that's the number one thing that we weren't able to do against the Chargers the first time around that was the number one way to beat them and they still have a sorry defense they still they have do a it. Sorry their run game time.
0: sucks their run game sucks man we should be, we should bury them we should go at them as hard as we can with that run game early and just you know establish who's who in that game so we'll see how that goes
1: Absolutely, and I don't think we can talk about the the resurgence of the run game without talking about the effect that Marcus Mariota has had on it, man. I mean, he only had three carries, but it was for 16 yards. Those are critical conversion-type carries where he's he only gets that call on third and short. He doesn't get that on first or second down, so he's moving the chains. He's showing emotion that I have not seen. Marcus Mariota is a very quiet guy, and that was a question mark early in his career. It was like, yeah, he's got the talent, but quarterbacks can't be the quietest guy in the room. And, you know, quarterbacks can't lead when you're that quiet. I haven't seen Marcus Mariota show that kind of emotion, probably because he's frustrated and wants to be the starter somewhere if it's not going to be here. And when he finally gets a chance to make a play, he's just letting that out. Yeah, but I really like that. And he throws a dime to Renfro that should have been a PI. And Renfro should have caught too, too. I thought Marcus Mariota, he's really adding something to this run game.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it when he's out there, man. And I actually love that we allowed him to throw a ball out of it because I think that that's what, it was kind of weird timing when we did because I think that would have been more of a surprise down in the red zone. I really think that we should let him throw the ball a little bit. And as far as I'm concerned, man, if, if we get inside the 10 or 15-yard line and we got a first down and, you know, five or first and 10 inside the 15, I really like our chances with letting him run the show. But not just to run the ball, but to be able to throw it, too, because, man, the guy has always been known for his accuracy. He's not like some – he's not some guy that is some 50% type guy. He can throw the ball. So I would just like to see a little bit more of letting him get loose and throw the ball because the like you said the ball he threw through the hunter wasn't a bad ball. So it's a dime. I, I would just love to see a little bit more of that because I think teams they line up seeing Mariota and they're like, yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna run out of this set, you know, because we see it, we know it. So, of course, the defense knows it. Let him throw the ball a little bit. Let him throw it a couple times, man. I'd love to see it. But I do love what he brings because man, him, it was followed up by that damn Alex Leatherwood. And I don't mean to harp on Leatherwood, man. But he does seem to ball start at the worst times ever. (laughs) Well, I'm going to give him a pass because we won the damn game. But He he, he, right before that Alex Leatherwood ball start and he ran that ball for that like seven, eight yards for a first down and like you said, a real quiet dude pumped, jumped up, pumping fist pissed off, throwing the first down symbol, ready to go at that point, I told Hart, we were on the phone, I said, I'd let him run the rest of the drive (laughs) I'd let him run the offense for the rest of the drive, but they're not going to do that, so but I do like
1: this. Did them. run the next play?
0: He did. He did. But I, I would like to see them give him a little more run than just a play or two.
1: But yeah, you know, the, um, they just having him throw that one ball is enough, though, man. That that sends shockwaves to the the Chargers coaching oh, staff yeah. because it. now, yeah, yeah, for sure. now oh, he totally can't. Just that one time, yes, he can and will throw it out of this set and you never know when that's going to happen. So you just, and it was accurate. So you yep. can't just sell out on the run because, uh-oh, he's throwing it up, up. he's open touchdown. You never know when that's yeah, going to happen. So, make, so.
0: That, make that happen. And I hope that's what their plan was to just set it up for this coming week to say, hey, yeah, we might just let him throw it out of this set.
1: I like it you. makes the run better too, because you can't just say, Okay, he very good is in, it's run, sell out. You can't well, do that now. And so. I mean, really,
0: could you doubt? Could you blame anybody for saying that? Because that's no, we had hadn't all problem. year. We haven't he that was his first pass attempt all year.
1: Right. And now that that's not the case now it's like okay he's in there oh well he did yeah. throw last week so I, I like that, it i like it it makes I the like run it. better and it makes the threat of the throw is there so it's it's just really great and i agree jacob's is is running better just has to stay out of that medical tent man but um but before we move on what do you just real quick what do you give car for a grade i meant to to get that from you before we moved on i forgot
0: man i'm going to give car b+ Okay. Yeah, if, if the the two picks, which could have easily been three, let's be honest. Um, but just – and if it was any other week where it was two interceptions and, you know, 255, I would have probably – would have been a C if he was lucky. But, man, boy, he turned that C into a B-plus real quick, didn't he? <laughs> At the end of that game, so – i gotta give him some love man i've been hard as hell on this guy so i, I liked what he did man i'm gonna give car I'm, I'm gonna give him i'm gonna give him a strong b pushing b plus 86 yeah i gave
1: him a i gave him a b minus just because of the two picks but he came back and and, and did the job what what do you say about the run game what's the grade you give that for just the whole as a whole
0: i'm gonna give i want give it a c plus b minus yeah could have could have had a little bit more. I think maybe if if uh, Jacobs wouldn't have had the rib thing happen, because it seemed like man, that first drive we were looking really really good. We're looking super balanced. The run game was looking legit. I man, I I want nothing more, folks. Don't get me wrong. I want nothing more than Jacobs to be our guy. But let's just be honest, guys. He hasn't been that guy this year. We have seen some spurs from him in the last few weeks. But we're in week 17. I'm sorry, guys. We can't wait till till week 14, 15, 16, 17 to have our number one, you know, running back, our first-round draft pick running back, part of this Khalil Mack trade, not getting us positive yards and damn near averaging 100 a game. I mean, it hasn't even been close, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I give him I give the running game a, a B minus for this one. Um solid when they had to be, and that's basically all there really was to it. Mariota added a nice dimension there. They converted on the short yardage for the most part, which and converted in the red zone. Dude, so, Richard, um,
0: Richard, Richard had a real nice third and one plow yeah, he good, did. You know, to get him some and he looked jacked up. These guys are playing, man, and that's one thing I really see. Nation, I know a lot of guys out there think that we're super negative, man, and and it's not that we just want to win, but what what has transpired this year and all the distractions and all the craziness and just literally, I mean, utter tragedies that have happened. You got to give this team some run, man, for the fact the guys didn't they didn't they didn't bail. They didn't sell out for their own personal reasons. This team has kept it together, man, and went on a hell of a run right here, man. So I'm I'm going to give the Raiders a hell of a lot of run as far as just respect, powering through. We're in the running, man. We got to go win a game, and we're in. So go win this game and get in, man. And it changes the narrative in so many ways. So... Got to love what they're doing right now, man. Appreciate it. As Raider fans, I feel like we all deserve this. I want to be in the playoffs, man. Let's go get in the damn playoffs.
1: Well, we'll talk about that, too. Um, I just kind of want to enjoy this game, though. The Charger game is always trying to creep in, but it's just there's been so many few victories that the Raiders have had like this in the last 20 years with these stakes on this stage. And, you know, for those people that, that try to say that we're negative, you, um, they're wrong. We're not negative. The problem is, is that we tell the truth, and to some people, the truth is negative. That's the problem. Um, but going over to the, the wide receivers, man, um, source of a lot of criticism, and rightfully so, outside of Renfro, obviously. The rest of them have deserved some criticism. But Zay Jones, man, a guy that I've been very frustrated with and critical of, had the game, literally the game of his career. Eight catches, 120 yards, which is literally a career high. He had never even hit 100 yards in his career, which is very surprising. Um, but that was his first 100-yard game, and it just happened at the absolute most critical time. We needed production on the outside. We've been complaining about it. Brian Edwards is the guy that I thought was going to step up and fill that role at the beginning at the beginning of the year, Turns out that the, the Randy Moss, Terrell Owens um, hybrid is, is is not any good. <laughs> so that didn't happen. But for Zay Jones to step up and fill that void for at least a, a week when we had to have it, and then Renfro, seven catches, 76 yards, a big, big, big time touchdown, had another touchdown run called back that I thought was questionable. I thought you could have easily made the call that he got in on that. I gave the the Raiders wide receivers in this. Foster Moreau didn't do a whole lot. Brian Edwards didn't do a whole lot. We get that. I gave the Raiders, and neither did uh, Deshaun Jackson, had a few catches. I give the Raiders receiving core as a, as a whole an A-minus for this game, Raspy.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you, man. Zay Jones, man, big ups, bro. We've been, we've been hard on you. There's no doubt, man. But some of the, the catches he made throughout this game, Big, big catches, nation. Don't get it twisted. And I'm not saying you are. But this guy was a big, big, crucial part of us sustaining drives. Some of those chunky plays, you know, those 10, 12, 8, 9, you know. Those are those plays that keep drives alive. And he was just – he was doing that, and he was doing it on a regular – and, and just big ups to Zay Jones, man. Like you said, he catches a buck 20. Just super impressed and need more of that out of him. Carr sings this guy's praises all the time. So it's good to see him go out there and feast. We need more of that. We're going to need that because it hasn't been coming from, like heart said, it hasn't been coming from Edwards. And I'm sorry, Deshaun, we need you to do more too, man. But Zay Jones... Big ups, man! Hell of a freaking game. You created some chances for us to make some big plays. So, gotta gotta love the gritty performance from Zay John, for sure. What about Renfro? Renfro's just a beast, man. The guy is just—he's just the—he's just, the, just the nuts, man. I don't know—I don't know what else to say, man. This guy will always, man. It, his. His punt return, I know, didn't really do anything because he got a 40-some yard punt return and we turned it into six plays for seven yards or whatever the hell it was. Renfro played his nuts off, man. That should have been a touchdown. I'm sorry. You you can't you can't graze a guy's cleat with your fingertip and think that's the reason that he went down. Whatever. So he should have had another 30-40 on the stat sheet, but six seven for 70 plus with a Crucial tuddy Hunts the man bro, <laughs> Mr. Renfro is just he is so deserving to he's just such a humble dude comes to work every week. you know what you're gonna get out of him. you don't ever have to question if he's gonna make the play god man, he's just
1: a fifth round pick. get this dude.
0: he's the receding nightmare, man. That hairline just keeps receding, but he just gets younger on the field. I don't know what happens. <laughs> the guy is is a beast, man. I just I love this cat.
1: Just love him. What's your grade on the receivers?
0: I'm I'm gonna give him. I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B plus just for the simple fact with what Renfro and and Zay did alone. I'm gonna give him. I'll give him a B plus.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah, the, I didn't think Renfro was down, man. I thought he made a, a clear football move after his, the guy's, you know, fingernail grazed his feet I, I thought he made a football move momentum, after that.
0: And I think it was just sheer momentum because he's just so speedy and shifty. He caught that ball, and he tried to change direction, and that's what made him slide. And the dude just was so lucky to flick him with a fingernail.
1: Come yeah, on, I, I just man. didn't. But it turned out to work in our favor because we just were able to run out it the did. clock and not give him the ball back. It so did.
0: but I didn't see that coming. It made me super nervous watching it. But but you're right, and it did. So yeah. hey man, regardless, it was his play with that over the shoulder boulder holder that carr through. What a what a stud. Just carr looked like he was gonna get mashed on that play, bro. And instead of stepping back in the pocket, he stepped up and pushed one and threw that floater over the top. And here we are, man, nine and seven, trying to go make a run.
1: Nine and seven, and we wouldn't be nine and seven if it wasn't for the the late resurgence from this offensive line. Guys like, you know, Colt Miller's been good all year. He's been good for the last couple of years. But Andre James has become an, another a completely different player the second half of the season resembling the guy that the Raiders told us that they liked uh, when they saw him in, in practice and in training camp in prior seasons, the reason why they made the move to get rid of uh, Huddy, to get rid of Hudson and, and make this controversial move. Leatherwood had the the killer penalty that that put us in some jeopardy, like like we already talked about, but I thought that between the improved running Lanes that they're opening up, the physical defensive line that they went up against. Carr was under a little bit of pressure, but it wasn't anything that he couldn't manage. I gave the the offensive line a C plus, considering everything.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean i i i, I can't even give him a C plus. I got to give these guys a B minus, man. These guys have these guys have been a big part of the resurgence, man big part of the resurgence. And as far as us being able to run the ball a little bit, start to push guys a little bit, Leatherwood, you know, has had some untimely penalties, but at the same time, he's pushing guys, man. So in the run game, the guy has been flat out strong and Andre James has been flat out beasty in the run game. And and his past blocking is just... Becoming better and better every week. Like you said, we're starting to see what they were talking about. This was a guy in the first couple weeks out there. It looked like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Didn't belong on an NFL team. So love the way this offensive line, Brandon Parker has has filled in like a stud. He's had some moments too, but he's ultimately, man, he's holding these guys down and he's keeping guys off car. And there's a lot to be said, man, about, about you know, keeping these bookends off car because you see what happens under pressure, man. He just, you know, he doesn't like it. He doesn't do well under pressure. Colton Miller is just a beast. <laughs> There's nothing more to be said. That guy's a straight-up mountain of a man out there handling his business. So really like, and you know what, I got to give Simpson some run too. He's been stout too, man. These guys have been better in the run game. They've been doing better. I feel like we're building something here with this offensive line. So, I'm gonna give him a B minus, man.
1: Yeah, I gotta stick with the C plus, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely improving there. Um, this is just, uh, uh, this is just a weird offense. In general, it
0: is. It is it's a hard ask. one. It's a hard one to grade. It's a hard one to even break down at times because we do we do shake things up to the point sometimes where it's it's hard to even explain where our best players coming from at times. If that makes any sense, it's it's crazy, man. The bottom line: this team is obviously rallying around each other, and that's a damn good sign. You see some signs of leadership failure, but you also see some signs of guys buying in. So you just hope that it leans harder towards the positive, you know, and that's, that's all you can hope for.
1: But it's just weird. I was going to say, it's it's. I like to quote Steve Young a lot, and I don't know why. He just has a lot of un, a unique football perspectives and, and quotes that I think are really s- sneaky smart. You guys know about the field goal one that I always bring up, but he, he said about, I remember him saying about the, the Raiders back when Gruden was with us the first time. And we were always, obviously a much better team, a, a better, more talented team, a better coach team, a better quarterback team as much as I love Carr. Maybe I did weigh in on the Carr-Gannon thing a little bit there, but um, I love me some Rich Gannon. Sorry if that offends anybody out there. Deal with it. Um, but the, the bottom line is, he said that even back then when with John Gruden was coaching us the first go around, that he said that the for whatever team, for whatever reason, there's certain teams that need to be whipped. And what he meant by that was some teams just don't front run. Some teams they get bored when they get a lead, or they just need something to always be getting their attention to, oh, we need to be playing hard, or oh, they scored a touchdown. Okay, it's a one possession game. We got to get going again. That seems to be the 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 case with this Raiders offense. Again, even more so than that than the team uh, twenty years ago, but the f- bottom line is they find a way to get it done. They do need to be motivated and whipped for whatever reason. Again, but I give this offensive performance overall, given the stakes, and it was un- uneven. But I give them a, a solid B plus for the grit. They started fast when they needed to start fast, and there were a couple. Plays where they lacked execution, Raspi, from really blowing this team out. This could have been a 30-20, to 20, a 30-17 to 17 type of game, a 31 or 33, a 13 type of game. If they – a couple plays they have more focus and execution on. So what do you give this offense as a whole for just this performance?
0: Well, because of the stakes – because of where we we're at and what was needed to happen, and that a win was just absolutely necessary. I don't know how you can go less than a B plus. I mean, the right. turn the turn around from car from throwing two early picks and it looking like the damn wheels were going to fall off. You you gotta just that alone in itself is going to bring you back to. You know, to being able to take home that A-minus or that B-plus to your mama and be real happy about it because it looked like it was about to be a D-minus. You know what I mean? We literally thought it was going there. The wheels could have fell off this game completely. The D was the reason that it didn't. But the offense also was a big part of why they didn't because they responded from what the D did and allowed us to get back in this game and to take the lead, to take that lead, man, and to have that gusto at the fourth and two spot. Folks, so Hart and I like to listen to this game. We like to watch them together. and We like to talk. I mean, he's in California. I'm in Colorado. You know, you guys know that. So a lot of the times, different commercials, whatever, we got to – rewind a little bit. Normally, it's me having to rewind a little bit, and we get synced up on the time as we're watching the game. So after after that complete and utter debacle with the T.Y. Hilton touchdown before the half, I was so pissed. I checked out. went into my bedroom. Started watching the game in my bedroom. Watching us come down later on in the game, and it being fourth and two, I just assumed we're going to kick this field goal, and it's going to be 17-16, and we're still going to be down. After driving down there, getting down the scoring position, here we go again, we're going to settle for a field goal, we're going to be down by one. So I'm passed. I walk out in my living room, my wife's out there. I'm kind of not paying attention at first, and I turn around, and I look, and I'm like, "What? what's going on? What, what the hell is going on? Like, totally thought we were lining up for a field goal. No, we were lining up to go for it on fourth and two. And Carr threw, threads the needle to Renfro for the touchdown. It was like, what? Basaccio went for the fourth and two. And not only did he try to – not only went for it, he threw the ball into the end zone. Man, I yeah, I jumped right back on ship and was like, okay. So that right there shows me Vasatya at least realized that, hey man, what was on the line, how important this was, and that you took some chances. If you want to win in this league, you have to take chances, man. I watched Kingsbury coach these Cardinals and see how aggressive they are. And it just it's so exciting to me. I just wish we were that much more aggressive. But you see what happens. Fourth and two, you go for it. You score the touchdown, bro! Boom! If you don't do that and you settle for a field goal, we lose that game. So, big ups, man, to Versace for pulling them out and uh, going for it, man. It was it was just it
1: was an amazing
0: job of coaching there at the end. Way to take a shot, and man, we're in we're in it, bro. We are in it, nation. Go in a game and we are in the playoffs, man. Super exciting for
1: sure. Absolutely, man. Who's your captain this week? We won't go plank just because we can't plank anybody when the team is coming together with this type of grid and, and coming forward with these types of wins with the money on the table and keeping the season alive. And there were no glaring, you know, weak links out there in this game. Everybody sort of chipped in and did their job, so we're not going to plank anybody. Could have planked Leatherwood for the false start. That put us in some jeopardy there. Could have, you know, probably kept a touchdown, a much-needed touchdown from going on the board, but we survived it, so... And and he that was really the only mistake that he had. So, with that being said, who's your captain this week before we close this one out? Man, part of
0: me wants to go Carlson just because he's just so steady, man. You realize back in this early in this guy's days. He went to I think it was Minnesota and then maybe San Francisco and everybody wrote him off. He's just so steady, man. Gotta love Daniel Carlson. But no, I'm going Derek Carr. You listen to your captain, mate. And you know what? Yeah, Nation. I'm going Derek Carr. You know, hey, man. The guy threw two picks in this game. Probably should have been three. I get it, but, but you know what I like to see about that is that he was trying to push. And that's all I asked from him, man. I think, you know, you heard Kurt Warner say card throws for completions, not touchdowns. So I'd like to see, I'm okay with you making mistakes, man. I'm okay with you throwing a lousy ball because you didn't see Darius Leonard peeling off and coming across. You know, Darius Leonard made a hell of a football play. He was actually over on the flats, turned around, and just made a beeline back because he just read Carr's eyes. So that happens, you know, and he's a hell of a defensive player. But for Carr to respond the way he did and to knock that fourth and two, just thread the needle to to Hunter, and then at the end there on a third and ten where, let's face it, Nation, most times third and ten, we're packing it in, man, we're putting the ball. He throws just a raindrop right in the Renfro's hands, man. So, yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, man, go get you some. Go manage these damn games, man, and I will shut my mouth. But I need you to manage these games, and then I will. So, this defense is giving you everything that you could ask for. And like Hargis said, 15.8 points per game in the last three just go manage the game make a few plays, do your thing but bottom line after two picks and every reason to pack it in and to piss and moan and just say okay we're not going to win it We're here we go again, same old Raider nonsense, he didn't and he came through and he won the damn game so salute man, Derek Carr You know, stats are one thing, man. 24-31, 250, or 255, two picks. Bottom line, man, what he did there at the end to finish. How could you not call him the captain? Salute you, my friend. Do your thing, brother. Take us to the damn playoffs. Let's go.
1: Yeah, I got Zay Jones this week. I got Zay Jones (laughs) as my captain. You
0: listen to your captain. Mate,
1: he's been much maligned.
0: Right there too.
1: He's uh, come through in a a big way in this game—a career high 120 yards. You know, clutch catches, clutch conversions. It seemed like every one of the catches was significant in terms of moving the chains, or we just really needed to play at that time. And and given the lack of production we've had on the outside uh, this season after the rugs tragedy we needed every every bit of every bit of it rather and we got it at the right time zay jones hell of a job he's my captain this week hell of a job
0: man can't say enough about what he did man like i said go back and look at some of those nations some of those catches that that kept those drives alive that allowed us to go be in position to score points couldn't have been more clutch man Hell of a, hell of a, hell of a captain choice, brother. I love it, man. Love the win. Just love to be excited right now, man. We are in January, homie, and <laughs> we're talking playoffs. Let's go get some, man. This is so exciting. You know, what it, hey, man, throw another week on the, on the schedule, and all of a sudden the Raiders start to make a push, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, no late season collapse this year. It looked like it was happening early, but it hasn't happened. It's been the opposite of it. And
0: and they're usually mid-season, and then they trickle and then just matriculate to fall off, and then we'll win a game or two late. But, man, these guys have turned it around and just can't say enough about this team's fight, man, and just having that that doggedness to keep it going, man. After all the stuff that has transpired, man, this team is still legitimate contender and in control.
1: Absolutely, guys. And keep it right here with us for the biggest game. Shoot. Biggest Raider game since 2016, easily. You could make the argument maybe the biggest Raider game since 2002. I'll let you guys debate that, but regardless, man, we'll we're, we're going to get you ready for this one. We're going to have you know the stats and analytics that you need we're gonna have the keys to the to the to the game the keys to a raider victory and we're gonna you know we're gonna do everything that we need to do that you need to get ready for this game and we'll be watching it with you guys you know we're all raider nation here just win baby and you're in baby so i mean given where the state of the team was a few weeks ago i don't think anybody including myself Saw this happening. So, did you have any last parting words, Raspy?
0: No, nah, man. That's, you know, I don't think you could put it any better. But, Nation, again, as always, man, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much. We are continuing to grow, and it's because of you guys that we're able to. So, as heart always touches early in the show, man, tell your family, tell your friends, let us let them know about us, man. Let us know how we can be better. Anything we can do, man, we'd love to venture back and forth. We'd love to hear your questions. We'd love this, man. This is like one of the things that Hart and I have just been working on steadfast. I know we've had a little bit of audio issues, man, and that's on me, so I'm working on that. It's, it's tough when we're as far away as we are and, and, and things happen. So I apologize if any of that is like frustrating in you guys, but just know that it's it's short-lived. But we love you guys. I'm working on that. I'm gonna tighten that up on my end. We're just trying to work some kinks out. But uh, yeah, man. You guys, the reason we do this, man, we love chopping up with you guys. It used to just be me and hard chopping it up. We were like, man. We know there's other like minded fans like us that wanna talk and chop it up with us and wanna hear what we have to say and probably feel the same way. So it's just it's just been so cool, man, and we just we feel the love from you guys and just the support from you guys and man, you guys have no idea how much that means to us. So again, thank you for bearing with us through the ups and downs and things that happen. You guys know how crazy life is right now, man. But we just ask that you bear with us and just keep pushing through, man, because we're going to keep pushing. And we just plan to give you better content each and every week. And that is our main goal. Let us know how we can do that. Feel free to reach out and hit us up. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up now and let heart take us on out of here. But Nation, we love y'all, man. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good week. We will catch up with you on the charge of pregame pace.
1: Yeah, be Keep it right here with us, guys. We'll get you ready for that game uh, later on this week. It's can already feel the uh, the heart rate elevating for this one, guys. This is what we've been waiting for. We wanted the Raiders to play meaningful football into December and January and beyond, and they it's all right here for us right now. Win and punch your ticket to the big show. So. For my partner, Raspy Raider, this is Raider Hart, and we're going to leave you with this, but guys, here we go. One more game, one more win, and we're back playing postseason football in Las Vegas. And, boy, it just doesn't get any sweeter than the prospects of that. But until then, guys, stick with us and uh, make sure to, to not work too hard. Keep, save yourself some energy for the game this weekend. I know it's, you know, not until Sunday night, the flex – We'll talk about what effects that the flex to primetime may or may not have for the Raiders, but we'll cover all that in the the Chargers preview show. So until then, guys, enjoy this hard-earned victory. You know, I'm not even thinking about the Chargers for a couple more days. I just want to soak this in. I suggest you guys all do the same. The Chargers are going to be here on Sunday regardless. So until then, guys, enjoy it. Savor it. Don't work too hard. And above all, what the Raiders need to do on Sunday, boy. Just win, baby.